In less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from around the world. And you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interests. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July. And you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution. But from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live. To exist. And should we win the day. The 4th of July. Our long national nightmare is over. Our Constitution works. Our great republic is a government of laws and not of men. Here, the people rule. I was tired of my party. We were down on our luck. With lifetime politicians Only out for a buck And then at home one evening Reading Craigslist online And in the personal section You know this pose caught my eye If you like Barack Obama Versus more of the same if you're not into Clinton, if you're not for McCain, then if you want a new direction, and you're tired of the games, vote with me for Obama, and be an agent of change. I've examined the options on the political scene. And the other contenders seem like the same old routine. So I responded to the posting with an ad of my own. And though I'm not much of a writer, I thought it struck the right tone. If you like Barack Obama versus more of the same. If you're not into Clinton, if you're not for McCain, and if you want to make a difference in the OA campaign, vote with me for Obama and be an agent of change. If you like Barack Obama versus more of the same,
Rick. Hi, how's everybody doing today? I'm doing just fine. Hello, that sounds Jim. like one of the voices that Richard would use to lure in those ladies. <laughs> All right, then. We're going to uh, buckle down and get through today as best we can. Play some love songs. Welcome to the mellow sounds of the Rick Emerson radio program. Jesus, God. It is 10 minutes and 15 seconds after the hour of 11, and this is the month of November, the year of our Lord, 2008. Thank you for coming along and making it part of your listening day. We are live from the plushly appointed and germ-filled studios of AM 970, the talker. You're so very welcome. It smells like ginger in here. <laughs> uh, it all began last night. It smells like death. It smells like, it just smells like death and kerosene. Maybe that's only on my side of the room. Anywho, it is the Rick Emerson Radio Program, an excursion into pain and suffering inside my trachea. It's 503-733-2970 if you'd like to join us today. It is uh, Wednesday, the day after the election. Wednesday, the day after the election. Yes, I am going to sound like this for the remainder of the program, so let's all just uh, recalibrate our ears right now, shall we? Those playing the home game will also be interested to know that I don't even have my headphones. I left my headphones at the venue last night. It's Rick's I'm best sure it's a honest person will return them. <laughs> I think they probably went home with CBS Engineering, to be fair, so I don't really worry. I think they'll come home. I'm just saying, you all know, I mean, we've talked about this before. It's like it's like Michael Jordan having different, you know, different pair of shoes. You come in here, you don't have a regular headphones, you're kind of screwed. I mean, really, when you're here, it really is just you and your cans, as they say. And when you have to use somebody else's headphones, it is really, it is, it's disorienting, kind of throws you for a loop. Anyway, so right now I have actually uh, no voice, very little brain power, and don't have my headphones. So it's pretty much the best day ever. All right, it is uh, Wednesday, the day after election 08. If it sounds like I've got excess saliva in my mouth, I actually have uh, a piece of ginger root that I'm chewing on right now, which is really the only thing that is keeping my voice from just turning into absolute ashes in front of you. It is 503-733-2970 today. 503-733-2970 if you would like to uh, do the heavy lifting by weighing in about whatever. Your comments, questions, clarifications, ruminations, ponderings. When it, my voice is just squeaks and buzzes today. I don't know what's going on. Seriously, man. Uh, all right. Well, you know what? It was all for the magic of last night. Isn't it that was. right, Sam? It was a magic night for everybody. It was a night to remember. And Tim and I got to spend that magical moment together while you were stuck in a crowd. <laughs> Shut up! I don't even have the I don't even have the strength to yell. <laughs> I can't even rate this. Really you you kind of missed it. I gotta say, this is actually the perfect day for some jackass listener to call up and pick a fight with me because I can't even raise my voice. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I feel so bad for you. It's not like you also like look worse than you sound. Like, cause you just look so sad. Cause I know how disappointed you are. And this should be one of your happiest days. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. I appreciate that. Just give me a nice, give me a paper cut and pour lemon juice in it. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for piling on. It is five zero three seven three three two nine seventy. Maybe if I just stay really close to the microphone for the rest of the program, I can, no, that's not helping either. It's 503-733-2970 if you'd like to join us today. 503-733-2970. Does this sound, does it make me sound at all alluring? Do I sound like I should be doing it's a late? A, let's talk about relationships, ladies. Should I be talking about the quiet storm? Coming up later on, we have some Roberta Flack coming out. Some Moby. You know. Here's the only thing that keeps my voice from being sexy in that sort of late night love love song host way is that I can occasionally get the low raspy thing going on, but then occasionally my voice just drops out altogether and I get these big silences. All right. 
Well, it remains to be seen exactly how much of today's program we're going to do. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I hate to be this guy, but uh, we may actually kind of pull the ripcord on this after an hour or two. I think Richie is, as we speak, because he is worth his weight in platinum, I think Richie is actually pulling audio from last night's live broadcast, and so we may play some of that. So later on today's program, I think he may pull some of our live broadcast from last night and play it. Because he really that was an incredible evening, and it should be played again and again. It really, it really was. And let's—I mean, let's be honest. You know, we get a, a day of, of recapping, analyzing, wallowing, discussing, pondering, and then uh, I think everybody's going to be ready to sort of take off the big wet winter coat of this election and move on. But uh, but obviously today is a today is a day for looking back and thinking and reflecting. So we'll uh, do that today. It's five zero three seven three three two nine seventy five zero three seven three three two nine seventy. Please talk amongst yourselves for a moment. I have to go spit this ginger into the trash can because I'm sexy. Hi, Tim Riley. How did you How did you do last night? I understand you had a marvelous time and you were on camera. I know. That was so much fun. You did such a great job. And like just being there for that occasion, that was just so fun. And then going out into the streets and seeing all the people dancing in the streets and that marching band out there. I, I am so happy that people are ha- because I'm always afraid on the east side. Mm. Especially after dark, walking alone. You actually commented last night that you're like, because, this side isn't so bad. Well, I, I was parked down where there are mattresses hanging out of windows <laughs> and blood in the streets. Those are the only parking spaces available, and I, knowing I had to walk back there. Especially that area. That area is a little sketchy after dark too. Like yeah, it was around not, there. And and it, it wasn't close to the bowling establishment. Where we, it was several blocks down where I parked. So as I'm looking over both shoulders constantly, walking down the street back to my car after I left last night. I was surprised to be hugged by perfect strangers. <laughs> I know. I hugged perfect strangers on the street, too. It, it felt surreal. I felt like I was in the 70s or something. There were people something. in marching bands with musical instruments, dancing. Apparently, Richie's got video. I don't know the hugging, but I think Richie's got video of last night's. That's his so own hugging. The celebration in the uh, the celebration in the streets last night. You know what, Rick, and after you left, I have to tell you. I danced with your wife in the streets. Good for you. Yes, because I thought she left with you, and I turned around, and and Lara was standing right behind me. I'm like, oh. No, she stayed. I, I uh, yeah, I had to. I, had, I was at a point where I could not raise my voice above the din anymore last night, so I actually had to take. There was a lot of talking. Yeah, there there really was, and um, so um, Lara stayed later, and uh, I think she danced with several people. Your friend Kelsey told me the same thing. Your friend Sarah's hot friend Kelsey was like, "Your wife is a dreamboat." I'm like, well, all right. No, Laura looks really good. Yeah, I. Um, I was surprised to see her there. Usually, she's in some foreign country. No, is she? That's you know what <laughs> well, I. She's going to be very soon. I can tell you, next Tuesday she, she just leaves, came over to do her laundry. Next Tuesday she uh, leaves for the Amazon, uh, and I'm not making that up. Next Tuesday morning, the 11th, my wife leaves that's for so cool. Peru, Machu Picchu, and then a 26 mile trek up the Amazon. I had a friend who uh, went to Machu Picchu. It's like a five day hike. Uh, yeah, and you have to stop along the way and acclimate yourself to the to the uh, the whatever the altitude because otherwise it'll. That's what he was saying. Like, he's like, I, all you want to do is sleep because he's like, you're not hungry because all. Yeah, just no like air. no air and like yeah, no hunger at all. She's already on altitude sickness medication. She's got to get malaria shots. I mean, She's like a female Anderson Cooper. <laughs> yes, she is. Tim. She's always traveling to exotic locations. She's pretty. She's kind of my own Anthony Bourdain with boobs. She's your own silver fox, Rick. Uh, yes, and uh, so she's doing. She but she is so glad that Obama won. Because she told me flat out, she's like, I don't want to be traveling to some other foreign, you know, just going to some other country. Because, you know, she travels a lot more than I do. And she said that even, you know, traveling under George W. Bush, she said that it was just a fact. I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. Because people didn't like him. And she said that she would go around the country or around the world and people go, mm, American, that George W. Bush. 
And she said that uh, she is really glad that Obama won because it, it, she feels like at least when people look at her when she's traveling uh, for the next three weeks, they're not going to look and go, the stupid yank. Um, so there, yeah, I told her that she should actually practice. I think it's just Spanish that they speak in Peru. I don't really know. Per- Peruvian, maybe. But I told her she, need, she needs to learn the phrase, I voted for Obama. I mean, just like wait, if you get into a tricky situation, that's what she needs to learn how to do. Anyway, so uh, Rich's video of the celebration last night, uh, I know we're kind of all over the map today, but it is the day after our election party. First and foremost, before we do anything else, we'll talk about news today, although yeah. you know, there's a lot of election stuff. We'll take your phone calls. We've got Bob Costantini coming up later on. We've got Amanda Moyer, Steve Kastenbaum. I'm just going to do a, a general uh, list of stuff here at the beginning, so bear me with me for just one moment. We want to thank, first and foremost, uh, every single person who came out last night. I mean, I know it was... It was crazy. chaos and ridiculous and amazing and, and awesome. And I always, it's always the good news, bad news thing. And I, and you know, anybody who knows me, uh, you know, knows that I mean this sincerely. I mean this with with everything in me. They're really the idea that people will take time out of their schedule to listen to the show or to download the podcast. I mean, it's just it's the most flattering thing on earth. I mean, you got a million choices. There's a billion radio stations and TVs and podcasts and whatever. And the idea, you know, that you choose this show, it, it is never, ever, ever taken for granted. I mean, it means a lot. And much less the idea that you would take, you know, last night where you could have been anywhere. Could have been anywhere in the whole world. Could have been at Pioneer Courthouse Square. Could have been at, you know, there's election parties happening everywhere. But that you came down and, and wanted to spend the night uh, with us, it just means all, it means the world to us. It just, it really does. And I don't mean to be overly mushy, but what are you going to do? F that. Mushy. It was an epic night just to know that we spent it with so many amazing people and to know mm-hmm. that's, that's a night in history that we'll remember for the rest of our lives. Really? Like there's so many BS nights in your life. Like that is mm-hmm. one that that counts. It's astounding, and I know I, I felt uh, bad because I know there was a line to get in for most of the night, and I, you know, there's nothing. I guess there's nothing you can be that can be done about that. I tried to go out and talk to some of the folks in line when possible, but it was just. It was just a madhouse. So, but thank you to everybody who came down. We want to thank Grand Central Bowl for having such a fantastic freaking venue. That place is beautiful. That's a wonderful place. Um, while we're talking about Grand Central Bowl, we want to thank uh, John and everybody at Stream Audio Video, who, first of all, they did the install at that place at Grand Central last night. All the TVs, the sound system, that was all installed by a place uh, called Stream Audio Video. They're in Northwest. You've seen them. They're the, they're the video store directly across from Powell's. If you are standing and you're standing in either in front of Powell's or you're standing in front of Rocco's Pizza uh-huh. or that weird sculpture, the weird metal, pla- the, the silver sculpture, Stream Audio Video is right there, uh, Caddy Corner, as they say, from that sculpture or across the street from Powell's and Rocco's. It's right there. It's a great place. They not only did the install last night, you know, that camera that was on us, we were mm-hmm. broadcast closed circuit. In other words, every time Tim went on the air, uh, last night, it was broadcast close circuit throughout the venue and across the world on the web. And can we just say how sharp Tim Riley looked last night? He did look great. That suit was amazing. You looked Why, good. Thank you. Um, so Stream Audio Video provided the camera, the parts, the labor, uh, which they did, I think, for you know, for us and the love of the game. And uh, they're, they're good people. So uh, we want to give a huge thanks to John and everybody at Stream Audio Video last night who made that happen. Good, good people all. Uh, we want to thank the Willamette Week, uh, Mark Zussman, Byron Beck, uh, Jess from the Willamette. Who I do not regret Jess saying that is an attractive man because he is an attractive man. Mark Zussman. If you have eyeballs, you can see that Mark Zussman. Is you know an they're all man. attractive there. And you know what? The <laughs> event's over, so we can say this now. Everybody at the Willamette is uh, hot. They all are. of them. They're all. You hot. have to be to work there. Oh, I think we've so. seen them Byron's before. husband, especially Juan. Juan. He is the most beautiful man, and inside and out, he's such a great, great man. He really is. Um, and so we want to thank everybody from the Willamette Week, and we'll talk more about them later. 
We thank the Oregon Bus Project for being part of that. And, of course, our sponsors, uh, without whom, uh, you know, without whom, I'll leave it at that. The sponsors, you know, in a, in a large way make a lot of this is possible and easier and great. And it's we are always flattered to have sponsors along with us. And they really are, along with the listeners, the backbone that keeps this running. Powell's Books at Cedar Hills Crossing and Taboo, of course, they are always there for us. So we want to thank those guys. Um, anyway, so that's uh, that's. We'll talk more about that later on. Um, we'll get calls here in just a second. Uh, Tim Riley is working on the following stories for your edification on this Wednesday. So I'm trying to pick out a headline, and let's go with one giant leap for mankind. Yeah. Dancing in the streets, honking horns, strangers hugging, and other incredible actions were to be seen and experienced around Portland last night. President Bush calls Obama's victory a triumph to the American story. Condoleezza Rice says it's an extraordinary step forward. She's extremely proud. Now, Gordon Smith, this election isn't over here, by the way. Gordon Smith still has a narrow lead over Jeff Merkley by a little over 10,000 votes. Lots of small-town ballots have not yet been counted. So that uh, that race is still going on. Christine Gregoire will remain Washington's governor. Dino Rossi expected to concede any moment now. Uh, sadly, some people still aren't considered equal in this country. California voters uh, are you kidding me? approve that no. gay marriage ban. Love of all places, California. Love of God. Yep. That's that the only. That's, that's really the only sad point of the evening for a lot of people. Do, who won? Did, did Smith or Merkley win? Uh, it's, 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 still it, it's still undecided. Smith it has a narrow lead. Uh, Congressman John Murtha is reelected even after calling his constituents bigots and rednecks. <laughs> Ain't that America? I see Elizabeth Dole got beaten. Mm-hmm. Four out of five of Bill Sizemore's uh, ballot measures went up in smokes, and that's a good thing, so he won't be back for a while. And Sarah Palin says 2012 is too far away to predict her future. Oh, God. All right. You know, oh, just to just to have been at Sarah Palin's house when, when, when they oh, called it for Obama. That whore. Just to... <laughs> Thank God. Thank you. Thank you, America. Just, just... This, this can't be real. We're dreaming. We're no, dreaming. No, real. No, McCain had to have won. This, this doesn't happen. Well, I, you know, I said um, going into this, and we'll talk about our predictions last uh, yesterday in a second. I said going into it that in a horrible way, it really was a win-win because, you know, Obama wins. You get a president who, you know, can use the English language correctly and who doesn't talk like a gibbering fool. Um, I know he can pronounce the word nuclear. I suspect he can pronounce the word pundit correctly. So, on the other hand, in some alternate universe, had uh, McCain and Palin won, and at least you got a little comedic grist there. But I'll tell you right now, I- I'm willing to sake, uh, I'm willing to forsake at this moment uh, the comedy and material uh, for our mill uh, for the sake of uh, you know intelligence. So I'm willing to go that way right now. Um, so we'll talk about the concession speech of, of, of John McCain. We'll talk about Barack Obama last night. That coming up, your phone calls. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so the Merkley-Smith thing is still a little bit up in the air. Yes. I actually got an email from Lisa Desjardins last night. We'll talk about her in a second. Somebody needs to be keeping... I have no matrix today. Somebody needs to be keeping a grand list of the things we need to talk about. Because I'm mentioning them, but they're not written down in front of me. So we, somebody here needs to be writing down the stuff we have to get to. But we have to talk about Lisa and Kira Phillips last night. Indeed. Um, so uh, Lisa, though, sent me an email. Lisa Desjardins sent me an email around 2 in the morning. Which, by the way, was 5 in the morning, Eastern Time. So Lisa was still up at 5 a.m. working. Maybe she and Kira were engaged in girl talk. <laughs> Maybe they were doing each other's hair. I was just going to say, followed by a pillow fight. Um, 
So, and she actually sent me an email. You know, when she was in, I forget where it was, uh, when she was at the, the, the convention, the Democratic convention, you know, she sent me kind of a snarky email because she was low on sleep and she sort of, sort of snapped at me. She sent me one of those last night, but it wasn't at me. Lisa, I don't think she'll mind me saying this, sent me an email at 2 in the morning that said, Would you tell your damn state to pick a senator? I need to go to sleep. So, <laughs> how's that working out for you, sister? All right. Hello, Sarah Dillon. Hello. Oh, man. I Sarah Dilla looked very alluring last night. You looked night. fantastic. Oh, thank you. you I your... think we made a good anchor team. I think so as well. <laughs> Sarah and Tim looked like a Mad Men couple last night. <laughs> Tim totally looked like like one of the guys from the cast of Mad Men, and you looked like Joan Holloway. There's just no getting around it. Awesome. So, well, that, that's what I was striving for. Wonderful. Uh, I think I'm going to finish up uh, season one of Mad Men tonight. Too. You really ought to. I'm really excited about it. Uh, I can't wait for the next election. That was fun. That was that was. Like, all around, just, like, meeting the listeners and, you know, and, like, sitting in our our little bubble and, like, right. doing the TV and radio thing and stuff. That was one of the funnest nights I've had in so long. It was it was That's why something. I love this business. Yeah, it's just, it's surreal. I still can't believe that happened. And when Tim and I were sitting there and we were talking to that um, that good-looking whatever guy who was, the bus project guy. Yeah, he's he's a state senator right next to your house. Ben yeah. Cannon. Yes, yes, really nice guy, and that was when um, when he was on. That was when all of a sudden uh, Tim and I both looked up at the TV, and it's just like Barack Obama, and, uh, you know, is president. So we should say, didn't believe it. And no, so I didn't believe it either. We, and we should actually tell this story. We should actually just say it now, so that the story can now pass into the halls of Rick Emerson legend. No, I didn't see it happen. I was in the hallway. <laughs> so last night. Uh, I don't. What time was it? What time did they announce it? Was it, it was like seven fifty-five, something like that? Yeah. Tim and Sarah were in, I think, doing a broadcast, or they were on the air or something, and they were getting ready to go on the air. I was actually in the hallway with Susan Reynolds talking to somebody else, and I hear this big cheer, cheer grow up from the live crowd. Now, to be fair, the crowd had been cheering a lot at the, through the night. Every time Obama would win a state, they would cheer. Every time you opened one of those doors, it was a wall of cheers. It was insane. It, it, it was really strange. Every time they would call anything for Obama, they would cheer. Any time that Storm would get up and say anything, they would cheer. And you, you could hear Storm singing the National Anthem through, through the soundproof walls. It was unbelievable. And so the crowd kept cheering throughout the night. So about 7.55, I'm standing in the hallway, and I'm talking to Susan. I'm talking to uh, Ben Cannon. I think we're getting ready to go in the air. Yes, yes. And I hear this, and I think, what's that? Ah, probably nothing. And then I go back. To, I go back to talking, and then I finally walk into the room with you guys, and I say, so anyway, here's the deal. At 8 p.m., you guys go, shh, look at the screen, and I look up, and it says, Barack Obama elected president. Oh my God. And so Tim and Sir were there, and I got to tell you, I missed it. I was looking the other way, as Isaac Jaffe once said. So, um, so I was there, but not really there, which I, I guess is perversely amusing. I still didn't believe it. Like I'm, I'm sitting there seeing the writing on the TV, yeah. and it's just, it's. I still don't believe it. I don't. It's at a little all. weird. I, I just still feel like I'm dreaming. Like, and it was so weird. It's so uniting. Like I cannot. I'm just so proud of our country. And just walk. Yeah, walking down the street and. When is the last time you can remember that you've ever walked down the street and hugged a complete stranger? It doesn't happen. It doesn't. Or no. or when somebody, you know, when is the last time somebody dared to hug Tim Riley? It it happened a couple times. With me trying to cross the street yeah. to get back to my car. So I was happy about that. Usually I have bad experiences over on the east side, but now if I'm going to be hugged every time, perhaps I'll consider it instead of being murdered and mugged. Spend more time here. Uh, all right, let's. Hugs, it. not mugs. Let's uh, take some calls here. I have no idea what people are calling about. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hello. It's you. You are on a radio program speaking to thousands of people. Is this really how you want to start off today's show? Is the phone up, Sarah? Yes, question. It's up. <laughs> Next, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hi, Rick. Hey. I just want to say congratulations to all you Democrats. 
I uh, voted for McCain. But, you know, I got to say, as soon as Sarah Palin was added, I was like, oh, crap. We're sunk. <laughs> We're, sunk. We're done. It's uh, over. I watched everything last night. Just want to say uh, hats off to you all. You know, I truly think the better person won. And I say person. I think he's going to be a good president. I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. That's so amazing to hear you say. Well, and can I tell you this? And, and I really mean, that, and the, I do, again, mean this in an absolutely sincere fashion, that and, and I, I don't know if this will, I don't, if this sounds condescending, I apologize. I certainly don't mean for it to, but I, I would say this. I didn't hear, I didn't hear anybody anywhere last night on either side. I mean, and I, look, and it doesn't, it, 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 we all know, we all know lots of people. Some of, some of my best friends are libertarians, some of my best friends are whatever, insert, you know, and I'm, again, I'm, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a, a really a Democrat any more than I am a Republican, but we know people from all sides of the spectrum. Um, and I didn't hear anybody anywhere, regardless of party, saying anything except very gracious things last night. And, and that's like with you just now. I, it is collective national relief. I think, yeah, I think everybody recognizes that regardless of where you stood, just like I think we all know that John McCain is a fundamentally decent man, I think everybody recognizes that Barack Obama is an intelligent and decent man. You know, And a lot of times we're not willing to make those concessions to people on the other side of the aisle. But I think everybody sort of realizes that, uh, you know, that, that no matter where you are, I mean, certainly, certainly there's, I don't think there's anything to be, there's nothing to be angry about. There's nothing to be fearful about with how things turned out at, at all. Um, you know, and I think in, in other countries you don't necessarily have that where if things go the wrong way, suddenly, you know, everything's going to, you know, things can take a very ugly turn in some places. And I think everybody feels at least moderately good about last night. Yeah, I agree with you. Definitely. All right. I will tell you this, sir. Her panty lines were on full display last night, and I, for one, found it alluring. <laughs> well, I wanted to say also that, uh, you know, the more as this went along, uh, poor McCain, he reminded me of my, my mother who has dementia. And, um, you know, just a stumbling, bumbling. And I was thinking, you know, I've been a Republican my whole life. My dad's a Republican. I was raised a Republican. And, um, but I, honestly, I have to say the better man, better person, right, right. better party one. Well, uh, uh, and, uh, one other point is, I, I think a part of McCain's stumbling and bumbling was his discomfort from the kind of campaign that he was put through, which on many occasions was against his wishes. That's the thing, and I would say this. I think, you know, this is the day to say things like this, and, the, uh, and as Pat Buchanan once said, this has the added advantage of being true. I think we all realize that this campaign aged John McCain a lot, and I think we also know... John McCain has never played dirty. And we all, that's the thing. And we also know that John McCain, by all rights, should have had the Republican nomination in the year 2000. I mean, it is unfortunate. It really is. It is truly unfortunate that John McCain, who's, again, a very decent man, got shafted out of his nomination in 2000, which I think was rightfully his. So, in any event, sir, uh, thank you for the call. I appreciate it, my friend. God bless America. God bless all of you. And uh, let's go. Thank you. There you go. And don't don't you worry. I love people. You know, Sarah Palin. I like them a, like a lot better today than I we did like yesterday people a lot better today. Absolutely. You know what? Sarah Palin's not going anywhere. She's going to be there to lust after for quite some time. And I suspect that we haven't seen the last of uh, John McCain's trashy daughter either. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, Rick. Uh, first of all, congratulations to all of us. Uh, last night, as I was watching uh, Obama's uh, entrance to, uh, to to the stage in in Chicago, it really reminded me of uh, kind of an Aaron Sorkin moment. It really and, was, yeah. And of course, I, I flashed to the 
Matthew Vincent Santos episodes right. and kind of kind of that whole journey. So anyhow, uh, just a very cool uh, moment all around. And uh, I'm listening to you guys from Arizona, and it was uh, really cool to be a part of uh, that moment with uh, with you guys. Uh, you know, I didn't even uh, I didn't even uh, see this last night, but I know it had gotten very close. What was the who carried Arizona? I didn't even see it. McCain. McCain. McCain, but it was it was it was closer than than they imagined. I thought so. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, at one point it was, but it seemed like it opened up a little bit towards the end. So that's still it's still pretty um, pretty McCainy out here. All right, excellent. Thank you for listening, sir. Thank you. All right, there you go. Uh, oh, by the way, there was so much on CNN. This is the irony of last night. We were there at Grand Central Bowl, and obviously. CNN was the national coverage on the television, and then the local coverage was K2, uh, the home of one Carl Click. And But we really didn't get to even see much of it uh, because we were so busy doing our own broadcast. So I actually went home last night and uh, you know, and, and watched a lot of CNN, and I went back and I actually watched that moment again when they said, when Wolf Blitzer says Barack Obama has, has been elected. They did. I didn't know if they would do this or not. I shouldn't even have doubted. They actually did the thing of cutting to uh, the Obama campaign headquarters where they did immediately fire up that signed, sealed, delivered, I'm yours mm-hmm. by Stevie Wonder, which is, i got to tell you, and, and, and again, it, 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 just to echo with that guy, the guy who voted for McCain, you can't, be, you can't be unhappy about that. I don't care who you are. I'm telling you right now, I don't care how far to the right you are. I don't care what kind of fire-breathing libertarian you might be. I don't care if you voted for this, the Pacific Green Party. If you watched last night, if you watched that shot of Obama's campaign headquarters when they said Barack Obama has been elected the 44th president of the United States, and then they cut to the most beautiful thing I have ever seen in my life, and maybe it's just the ginger root talking, but they cut to the shot of a group of women, I would say mid-40s probably, a group of four mid-40s women simultaneously laughing and crying, holding hands and dancing to Stevie Wonder's sign seal delivered. You look at that, and if you are not filled with uh, ecstasy, you have no soul. And I don't mean that like in the, in the Isaac Hayes way, although that's probably true as well. Uh, you have no heart. If you looked at that last night and you didn't think, like, you know, goddamn right, there was something deeply broken within you that cannot be fixed. Uh, we've got, what, Bob Costantini at 35? Is uh, that Or somebody at 35? I think it's Bob, yeah. Uh, so we'll just roll through this. We'll talk to Bob, and then we'll break after that. We'll get some more of these calls. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, Rick. As I say, yeah, well, for me, one of the, the best pictures from it last night was the picture of Jesse Jackson. I mean, you can say what, whatever you want about the guy in the last several you know years, but, the, you know, a true civil rights pioneer, just to see him just weeping openly. I, I would say this, that Jesse Jackson... Um, it's just my take on this. Jesse Jackson, I think, like uh, you know, like a lot of what we were talking about, McCain actually, uh, you know, and I think certain people have made this argument about the about the Clintons too. So I don't really know, you know. Whereas time goes on, you know, you get you get older and you 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 know you fight those battles and sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, and I think occasionally that takes a toll on you, and you can get burned out or embittered, or you can you know you can be start to be seen by some people as as sort of as angry or divisive, whether or not that's true. People have said that about Bill Clinton, and people have said it about Jesse Jackson. But as you said, uh, Jesse Jackson, no one can take away from a lot of the stuff that guy's done. No one can take away from the fact that Jesse Jackson fought and struggled and is a real pioneer in many ways. And 
You know, I, I saw him crying last night. And it was yeah. it was it was a moment. It really was. But but now everything has been passed on to the post Vietnam right. generation. It is true. All, all of a sudden, our you know our national attitude isn't revenge for Vietnam. Right. Stay yeah. tuned. Well, You're wow. just minutes away. Wow. I don't know why that happens just now. All right. Uh, I was gonna say one other one other comment. If you can pass it on to Lisa, I, w- I would appreciate her thanking thanking her for not saying an historic. Every time I'd hear somebody on one of the news channels say that, I cringe and. She was always consistently a historic. I meant to say that last night, the actually. The only thing the entire evening. We're yeah. not allowed to say that here. No, no, no. I meant to. I meant there's beatings if people say that. I meant to. Uh, I meant to say that last night to her that she said a historic, which is wonderful. All right, thank you, yes. sir. Thank you. Uh, also, Seamus, a uh, listener in Colorado, has pointed this out. By the way, we should we should note. Uh, later on, we've got kind of a sad snuff watch to do today. So yeah. ge- geeks in the house, don't think I've forgotten. We'll get to that. Um, well, uh, I will say this. I'm going to read this, and then I got a couple other observations. Sarah, what are we, what are we doing here? We're talking to Ed in like a minute, and then okay. we're talking to Steve. But everybody else is off the clock today, so it's that's just fine. Ed and Steve. You know today. what? It's going to be. We'll, we'll just roll. roll Everybody's it taking long naps today. Yeah, we'll and so just, should you after. Yeah, we'll just we'll kind of go by the seat of our pants. Um, so listener Seamus in Colorado pointed this out. This is something else, and you know, you, you, I, I guess I think you're going to hear this story repeated about a dozen people today. But another one is that Roland Martin last night, and if you know Roland Martin, he's um, he's a kind of a stout-looking black guy. Always has those great. Uh, he's got the pinstripes or like the polka dot ties. Really like that. He's the guy that did the talk show with Lisa Desjardins when they were at the at the convention. Really one of the best dressed guys I've ever seen in my life. Um, he was crying last night, and he, I, I won't attempt to, I won't do a disservice to it by trying to recite it here. But somebody said Roland Martin. He said, do you regret that you are not in Chicago at the Obama celebration? And he actually gave a really great little speech where he said, you know, he said, he said, I have come up as a journalist and as somebody who covers the news and reports the news. And he said, that's how I've spent my life. And he made it. And I think he echoed, Tim, what a lot, what you and I and Sarah probably feel that, you know, when you are a journalist, when you are, you know, a broadcaster, at least, I don't know that I'm a journalist, but when you're a broadcaster, you know, you you don't want to be anywhere else. I mean, you don't you don't want to be anywhere else but where we were last mm-hmm. night. And he didn't want to be anywhere else but at CNN. Last night is what, and I, I sent a little email out to everybody here at CBS Radio, thanking everybody for their help last night. And I said that nights like last night are really what make broadcasting and radio what it is, which is a, a kind of magic. I mean, last night is just, that's what it's all about. I mean, that last night is what you live for. It really is. Absolutely. And the adrenaline rush? Absolutely. Well, not to make it all about us. Uh, well, not that the show usually is. It is all. It is all about us, Tim. Come on. Really, let's just be honest. I yes. mean, uh, the Obama election is just a mechanism by which we can be praised. Right. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from the CNN Radio Center in Atlanta. Does everything seem extra loud today? Uh, Ed McCarthy joining us. Hello, sir. Rick, you've lost your voice, or you are losing it. You've got to be. Getting some honey and lemon for that, my friend. I uh, I had a bit of a day yesterday, followed by a bit of a night, but nothing compared to what you guys at CNN had. So I'm I'm not complaining about it because I realized. Let me put it this way: however uh, tired or exhausted, and I am in fact uh, I think a little under the weather, as they say. However bad and out of sorts I may feel, I know it is nothing compared to the exhaustion that uh, folks in, let's say, the McCain or Obama camps are feeling right now. I mean, those guys have got to be just taking uh, a Salmonex and going to sleep for about four weeks. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, that's the way it is with, uh, you just can't imagine how they can just 
crisscross the country like they do. I mean, you know, at, at any age, it's just uh, it goes against your biological clock, and, and it's just amazing to watch. And you see it, and and I just get the feeling that you know either side is just. We're just glad this is over. Finally, it's over. I, you know, I said yesterday that I don't remember a time when the campaign wasn't happening. I don't. I have no. I have no recollection of a day when we weren't actually engaged in this campaign. I mean, has this been officially now? They said the longest presidential campaign in history. It seems like it. You know, it seems like they start earlier and earlier as we go along. It was really just so intense. You know, even in the primary season, you know, when you had, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton, you had them all in there. And I remember these debates. We went over to South Carolina. I was over, first of all, with uh, with Dick Giuliano. We were in Charleston, and they had everybody there. You know, the whole gang was there. You know, this is before they started whittling down the field. And you think, that is, that's a monster, too, because they're always, you know, on the go. But, you know, they're political animals, and uh, I suppose in a way we are, too, because we report on them. And, you know, you get home at, uh, I'm just giving you Eastern time now, and and, and mine is not the worst-case scenario because we had others around here that had it worse than me, believe me. But, I mean, you know, you start about 1 in the afternoon, and you finish up at 1, you get home about 2, and then then it's like you, you can't get to sleep right away. So there's a little period where, you know, you can't just say, all right, let me put it on. I'm going to watch a little of the wrap-up stuff from the election on TV and, you know, pop around the networks and see what they're doing. I, I actually don't mind telling you that I, uh, I, we have just been, and again, I, I don't mean in any way mean to compare what we do to what, like, CNN does, because you guys are just, you know, you're a news machine. But, you know, here we've been sort of... Uh, you know, the energy and the anticipation and ramping up, and plus we had a big sort of election night extravaganza last yeah, night. Yeah, sure. And, um, That's what it's all about. Yeah, so we've been kind of going nonstop, and I I finished up last night. I think I finally left the, the venue around, I don't know, around 11 o'clock or so Pacific time, and I had to stop by the radio station to take care of a few things. And then I, uh, I'll tell you right now, I went through the Wendy's drive-in. I bought uh, a Baconator. Uh, which is a huge bacon-covered... <laughs> I'm familiar with that. I, I bought a bacon-covered double cheeseburger, and I bought two, yes, two large orders of fries, as well as a massive Dr. Pepper and a Frosty. There you are. So there, and I went home, and you know what I did? I went home and I watched CNN television for about two hours last night, and then I laid in bed and tried to sleep and uh, got up this morning. So it's... You know, these are these are the weeks that make it all worthwhile, sir. Oh, they, they are. They certainly are. You know, you, you could... Uh, Get a little rest and, and take care of that because I've had that before and uh, it's it's not fun with the uh, with the voice when no, it goes. It happened know. to me when I was down. You might remember this. Remember I was at a hurricane and my voice went. I do. I do remember that. Actually. It was horrible. Well, and, I'm gonna uh, uh, I'm gonna go home and uh, I don't know. Uh, go home and stare at the wallpaper later on the day. In, our, in our business, I was at I was at a I had to get uh, a root canal and uh, the dentist says he says I, he says we have to saw off the crown. And then I'm, I'm pulling my tongue back, and he says, are you all right? Are you uncomfortable? And I said, no, I'm watching my tongue. He says, don't worry, she's got it. I'm thinking, if that goes, that's my business. That's my livelihood. Uh, workman's comp is what that is. <laughs> all right, Ed McCarthy, thank right. you, my friend. Be good. All right, there you go, Ed McCarthy, the CNM Radio Center in Atlanta. Um, sir, do you want a break here? We sure can, right? Okay, if you're on hold, please hang on. Uh, as you may have uh, deduced from my voice, uh, you, the callers, will be doing uh, much of today's work. Uh, it's 503-733-2970, 503-733-2970 on Wednesday, the day after Election Day. Coming up, Steve Kastenbaum. I think we're talking to uh, Peter Carlin from the Oregonian as well today to get his thoughts. Your phone calls, news wrap-up. Stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Don't go anywhere.
Chris, you dropped the bed a little bit there. Thank you. <laughs> it is the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It's 503-733-2970. It is Wednesday, the 5th of November. Uh, and um, we, I think we were trying to find the, uh, the, the Guy Fox thing. Do we have that? Has somebody asked that we play that? And I, uh, I didn't want to play the whole speech. I don't know if we actually have just that chunk of it. Remember, remember the 5th of November, the gunpowder treason and plot. I know of no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgotten. Yeah, right there. Uh, it is uh, 503-733-2970. Uh, 503-733-2970. Uh, this email says, Rick, question about last night's event. Out of curiosity, were there any McCain supporters there last night? Your phone polls were pretty split, so I'm wondering if any of them showed up. Um, I don't know. Hard to say, actually. Um, because... I don't know. Nobody was really talking about, like, who they wanted. The, like, the, the excitement was just so palpable. Like, it's just, it didn't really matter. Because, and I mean, not to sound corny about it, but I think this is... It, first of all, can we just say this? There's a lot of stuff about last night and this, you know, this election in general... Things that sound corny, but the corniness, the, the the fact that they might sound corny is the wrong corny is the wrong word. But there's things that might sound like cliches, but that doesn't. No, I totally do. Like I, I danced in the street to a freaking marching band last it, night. It's, right. It sounds ridiculous, but nobody can feel that. I mean, like if, unless you were there, you can't understand how amazing it was. And 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 some and the sort of the way that some of these things sort of sound cliched or corny doesn't change the fact that they're true. And so what I mean by that is this. Last night at the venue, I would say, in my opinion, there was, in fact, just such a unifying feeling about yes. Obama being elected that, I, I mean, I would wager that there were that there were any number of McCain supporters there because obviously this, you know, this, you know, this show we you know we know we have a broad, you know big audience and a big tent as they say. And just judging from, I mean, look, the very first call I think we took today was a guy who voted for McCain, um, but by the same token, you, uh, you know, he, he said he thought the best man won the election, and our phone polls have been pretty split. But, you know, I think last night everybody acknowledged the greatness of the moment and really that both candidates were fundamentally decent people. And that last night was, I mean, last night was a massive step forward for this country in many, many ways. It just There's just no getting around it. Uh, I mean, it's just, uh, what is it, what is the paper that, was it the uh, New York Post? Well, who, what paper said is it one, uh, one giant leap for? Uh, the Sun. One giant leap for mankind? The Sun. The Sun. Yeah, one giant leap for mankind, I think, is what the headlines is. And there's just no getting around it. There's just no disputing that fact. And so I think everybody was coalesced into one just, you know, into one group. I, I really, and again, as cheesy as it might sound. I I, think, I've never seen anything like it, especially going out in the streets afterwards I think, with all the dancing and random hugging. And all of the divisions, I think, that sometimes exist between people, whether they're political divisions or social divisions or whatever, I just think that those just sort of melted away into nothing uh, last night. So, yeah, so the, the, that's a long way of saying, yeah, I'm sure there were any number of McCain supporters last night, but I detected no, there wasn't any rancor, there wasn't any bitterness. I, you know, uh, I will say, uh, actually, that I think my opening, I think my opening words last night were, um, at least after at least after Obama had won, when they, once they called the election, I think my opening words to the crowd at that moment when I was standing at the restaurant was that, uh, you know, that, I, to, that we have now just begun the long process of saying goodbye to George W. Bush, and that got one of the biggest cheers of the night. So let's be honest, uh, left, right, Democrat, Republican, that is something on which we can all agree. It is time for George Bush to go retire and write the pamphlet that will be his memoirs. 
Um, all right, here's Tim Riley. Um, do we want to? In fact, let me do a couple of calls. Actually, Steve was supposed to call in. I don't know where he is, but yeah, it's fine. Those guys are, you know, it's, it's been a long week for them. Uh, let's do some calls, then we'll go to Tim Riley at the Ministry of Truth. Uh, hello, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. What's up? Hi, is, is this me? Yes, it is. Hello, sir. Rick, uh, long time listener, first time caller. Uh, Thank you. Four quick things. Uh, a, I voted for McCain. Uh, you have to watch his concession speech. It was wonderful, and so was Obama's uh, uh, acceptance speech. Uh, so I don't feel bad about that. Let's just see what happens in the next four months. Be your voice. Uh, you need your uh, Atlanta correspondent said something about honey and lemon. You need to add about a half a pint of black velvet to that. Done and done. Okay, and then just lay there and let it soak into your throat because you don't sound like a sexy midnight uh, anchor or, or uh, DJ. You sound like it hurts. I sound like Jack Klugman. Um, and the, uh, the fourth thing is, yes. did you watch uh, on the uh, on the uh, excuse me on the uh, with Sarah Palin casting her vote in uh, Alaska? I'm uh, with Sarah Palin. What? Casting her vote? No, no, Alaska? I didn't. No. She has a nice butt. Oh, you know, uh, last night when she was on stage. Uh, Sarah Palin and her husband Todd were on stage last night uh, alongside John and Cindy McCain. And first, before we do anything else, I will I will echo your sentiment that uh, that John McCain's con- concession speech was was very was great. Um, I wasn't able to hear all of it because the crowd was so loud. But everything I saw of McCain's concession speech was it was uh, gracious and wonderful. And I've actually uh, got several emails from people who say that they were diehard Obama supporters. And uh, we've got our friend Autumn says. Uh, McCain's concession speech was beautiful, and I'll read well, more of that you, later. You have to rewatch it because it, it, they put it on a split screen on uh, Fox, and at the Obama uh, uh, party in Chicago, everybody went silent when when McCain was speaking, and yeah. and they all clapped, and it, it was it was actually kind of beautiful. Um, and and I had some other point that I was going to make, but maybe now it's lost. Uh, wait, no, I got nothing. All right. Oh, and, and, yes. and, and if you can, take a day off and have uh, Lisa Desjardins come in and fill in for you because she has the sexiest voice on the radio. Well, we're going to talk about her in a moment. Sarah actually helped me during the break. Uh, we're going to get to Steve Kastenbaum in one second. But I, I do this thing every morning where I come in and I create this matrix, uh, which is I don't even remember who told me to call it that. I think Bruce Agler probably. Um, this matrix, which is basically a list of everything we're going to do during the show. And I didn't get it done this morning. So during this last break, Sarah and I just made a long, quick list of all of the stuff we got to talk about. And literally the very first item, Lisa Desjardins last night. So we'll talk about her in just one moment. So, sir, Real quick, okay, yeah. uh, one other thing. Yeah. I work in construction, and I work in an affluent neighborhood, and everybody's got their own little portable radios. All the trades have their own little portable radios. Yes, sir. And uh, they are all listening to the Rick Emerson Show now. Excellent. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for spreading the word. Well, you guys are fantastic. Thank uh, you. Rick, uh, Sarah, uh, Tim, uh, Richie, everybody. All thank right. you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, my you. friend. I appreciate you. Call us anytime. All right. Thank you. There you go. Uh, all right. It's 503-733. And a listener last night gave me some bacon encased in Lucite. Uh, let's welcome now That's to the Rick. love. It really is, Tim, as only our audience can show it. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from New York, CNN radio correspondent Steve Kastenbaum. Hello, sir. Hey, Rick, how you doing? You know, I'm listening to your voice, and, uh, and I'm thinking back to last night when we did the simulcast with you. Yeah. And I, and, I, and I realized, I remember that at that point, I was like, funny, that doesn't sound like Rick. You know, his voice sounds different. I guess you were losing your voice back then, like even, even then. And, you know, I will say just real briefly, you know, we'll have listener events or listener parties, and a lot of times I just end up, you know, you know you're on stage, and you're kind of shouting all night, and then you're out in the crowd, and there's music, and you got to raise your voice to be heard above the din. 
I can't even really blame that. It was just this horrible confluence of events. I uh, yesterday it was yesterday Tuesday yesterday morning. I woke up and it's like you just got that thing. You can just tell you're like, oh god, I'm getting, I'm becoming ill. And so yesterday oh. morning it hit me that I was becoming ill. And so I, by the time I did the live shot with you guys, Tim and I. I had already, my voice was already, in fact, my voice was actually uh, already half-lifing away by about 8 o'clock Eastern time, by about 5 our time. And so on the way to the venue, I actually stopped and got a bunch of stuff from my throat because I could already tell it was going to be gone. It was just the worst possible timing. And then, of course, having to be at a live event and shouting all night didn't help. So, yeah. Oh, man. So you couldn't even enjoy it, really. Oh, that's a bummer. Well, I'm a game day player, though, so... Um, all right, so that, uh, where where are you at uh, right now? What what, did, what did, are you still? I know there was a big event this morning. Where, where are you at right now? What is up? Today? Well, you don't don't laugh, but I'm actually um, eating lunch, uh, and uh, I got a, a, a the uh, the BlackBerry message really quick. Hey, can you call into Rick now? So I'm uh, so I'm sorry for the background noise, but oh, I'm no. actually uh, eating lunch. But I was up in Harlem uh, all morning and um, recapping what happened there last night, the celebration. Uh, there were thousands of people out on 125th Street last night when uh, Barack Obama was declared the projected winner in, in the race. And, and this morning, uh, people are just you know, still jubilant. Uh, you know, they were going to work and everything. People had a bounce in their step and a smile on their faces and um, just in, in total awe of what happened last night and, and very aware of the historic nature of the events and, and just ecstatic about what happened last night. Uh, I, we were actually talking about this last night. Later, our coverage went... Uh, went till about one o'clock your time because we had some uh, a Senate race here, which I guess they still haven't called, and a whole bunch of other stuff. But uh, Tim and Sarah and I, and I think we might play some of this audio later on in the day. It, you know, it, 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 as is always the case with these things, you start off the evening being very structured, very mannered, very. In fact, if you listen to our first break last night, we're very sort of businesslike and professional. And well, Tim, the optical scan ballad, and by the end of it, I think we were just sitting there, just basically freestyling and just you know. And just, it just sort of it got very off the cuff, but we had this conversation late last night that the closest thing I can remember to this was 92, and I remember standing there and watching Bill Clinton uh, in front of the governor's mansion in Arkansas when he won in 92, and that was a pretty, it's a pretty great moment, a little bit of a passing of the torch moment, but it just it can't even hold a candle to last night. I, have, I don't remember anything I mean, I would actually go so far as to say this, and maybe we can do a quick scan of the room here, and Stevie, that includes you. Not just presidential elections. Can we here in the room remember anything that is as universally jubilant as last night was? I mean, in American history, can you remember anything at all? I can't remember anything that come close. I was gonna, I'm sorry, I was going to say not at all. I mean, you know, the comparison has been made to uh, New Year's Eve in Times Square because there were literally thousands of people out there celebrating in the street last night as well. I mean, and, and it happened across the, the country, uh, you know, in towns big and small. People were literally out in the streets celebrating last night and the change that it signifies and, and the historic nature of this. And, you know, every, every African-American I spoke to in Harlem, no matter what age they were, no matter what generation they were from, uh, the civil rights generation to the, all the way down to high schoolers were saying to me that, they never imagined that they would see this happen in their lifetime. Right, right. And especially, you know, it is, it is, we, I mean, we've talked about before that it sometimes, you know, America is, uh, I forget if it was Fitzgerald or something, so it's called America, you know, the, 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 beacon, the shining beacon on the hill. Um, and it does sometimes seem like our heart is so much in the right place, but that we just, we, in this country, we, we sometimes do not follow through in a tangible 
sense on a lot of the potential and promise and and the you know, of, of you know of the Constitution of the Declaration of Independence of all of that. And you know you look around as you know as an American, you sometimes look around at the rest of the world and you see other countries who seem to be you know stepping forward and making those strides um, in in a way that we sometimes have not done. And you know, so last night it really it, it, there's just no getting around it. It is just a it, it is just a huge step. It is just a massive step that it, it, I, I guess it's sad to say that a lot of people thought it would never happen. But I think that's a, you understand you understand why you understand why it seemed that you didn't people didn't even want to let themselves think that. I mean, you do you re, you realize that, and then you you know that and that again brings into stark relief exactly what a massive sea change this is and how wonderful it is. Yeah, it, it means so much. I mean, I, I, time and time again, while I was up in Harlem, uh, I came across people who told me they voted for the first time uh, uh, yesterday because uh, they had a restored faith in the American system. That was something that uh, I heard repeated as well, that they never voted before because they never felt that their vote mattered and that they could uh, actually affect change. And, and this election, uh, they, they felt differently. They really felt that uh, it, it was uh, an opportunity where their vote actually would make a difference, even here in New York, where it was uh, a given that Barack Obama was going to win by a very wide margin in this state. They still felt that they needed to make a statement with their vote and show out in, in large numbers, both, both black and white and, and everything in between. So, uh, yeah, it was it was one of those moments that, um, you know, you will be saying for the rest of your life, I remember when, you know. Um, so, well, let me, well, so let me ask you uh, exactly where were you, what were you doing, where were you standing uh, when when they called it? I was in my radio booth here in New York, up upstairs, listening uh, to Dick Giuliano uh, break in uh, on, on our uh, on our coverage uh, yesterday, uh, last night. And it was uh, pretty amazing to watch the TV feeds coming in from all over, from from uh, the, the church in Atlanta that we were in, you know, where Martin Luther King right. had spent so much time, and and um, and the, the feed we had from from Harlem and and from Times Square, and then from Chicago. And uh, Los Angeles, we're in a church as well. And uh, just to see the, the tears flowing down the cheeks of so many people who are watching the election results coming in uh, was really a, an amazing moment. I went home. This this makes me sound like such a big nerd, but I went home and I was watching the CNN uh, television coverage late, late, late into the night. And I did several times. I went back and, and that moment when the, uh, I guess it was the, the, the clock, um, because the, the, the countdown to the, some of the some of the polls closing, and Wolf Blitzer had that full wall screen of his, and they showed the countdown to a lot of the polls uh, closing, and then he actually said, "We can now make this prediction," and then they went to just the full screen shot um, of you know the the headshot of Obama right next to the words. Um, you know, Obama, you know, the president elect. And it was just, uh, you know, I, I must have hit that. On the TV, there's this button where you can go back like 12 seconds. I must have gone back and watched that 20 times in a row last night. So. Oh, did you really? Oh, man. I did. You know what else is, you know what else is getting viewed a lot today? Um, uh, not, not, to, not to try and get lighthearted at this point, but the, um, the hologram shots of Jessica oh, Yellen dude. on our coverage. That is ridiculous. I was just looking at that on the Internet. I kept waiting for, I kept waiting for Jean-Luc Picard to beam up from the, the, you know, the planet Zarknon or something. It was really you know, weird. Have you seen what Slate.com did to that? No, no. Oh, it's hilarious. They, um, they, they took the whole segment, and every time uh, Jessica Yellen 
was was about to respond to uh, uh, a question from Wolf Blitzer. Right. They dubbed, they dubbed in Princess Leia's voice from when she does the hologram message to Obi Wan Kenobi. That is fantastic. Excellent. Genius. All Genius. right, my friend. Uh, what, before we go, I have to ask, what are you eating? <laughs> Sushi at Whole Foods. <laughs> You're cutting edge. All right. Yes, I am. All right, my friend. Um, we will talk to you in the immediate future. Thank you so much, sir. Take care, guys. Right, so well, Steve Kastenbaum, ladies and gentlemen. God, everyone is delirious and crazy today on everyone. KCMD Portland. Everybody is a, yes. everybody's a little nutty. Uh, we'll do two calls, then we will uh, join the news hour. Uh, in progress. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, um, Sarah, it's Kyle. I saw you at the party. You gave me a good F you and a big hug. Oh, hi, Kyle. How are you? Pretty good. Some sort of uh, a backstory to this that I need to know? Uh, she, I, I said hi. She asked me how I was doing. I said, ah, could be better. McCain could have won because I was there at the party. I enjoyed it. Uh, so I was one of the McCain uh, backers there. And uh, she gave me a good F you and the kiss on the cheek. And uh, said, oh, better luck next time. Can I tell you, now, really honestly, can I tell you that sums up last night better I mean, it sounds like a weird thing to say since they contain the phrase F you. But, I mean, it, that really is last night, right? I mean, you know, hey, how's it going? Well, it could have been better. John McCain could have won. And then Sarah's like, well, F off. And then kicks or it kisses you on the cheek. Better luck next time. The hug. And then everybody goes just back to drinking. I mean, yeah. it is things like that that you really do say like that is that is the that is the fulfillment and embodiment of the potential and promise of America, which we do not often fulfill. That is actually almost so perfectly american uh i am of course uh, i of course am all man and i will uh, i will not weep like a child today but if anything was going to make me do it it might almost be that you know you got the two people at a bar one voted for obama one voted for mccain how'd it go well i wish mccain had won well sucks to be you let's drink you know <laughs> i mean that is just that's fantastic all right well, thank you yeah you you think about you think about how great that party was and how many uh obama backers was i'm just trying to think of it would there have been a Republican Party uh, going out all night and everything? Think of Republicans. If we would have won the election, everybody would, yeah, okay, go to sleep. I, I really I, I really wondered that myself. I wondered exactly where, if those, you know, like if my in-laws were having some sort of a McCain party somewhere, you know, I don't know, undoubtedly filled with snacks from Hickory Farms. So, I don't know, my friend. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll, sir. We're going to get to the news. Yeah, Thank healthy. you. Goodbye. Thank you. All right. Uh, if you're on hold, hang tight. We will do more phone calls, I assure you, because it's not like I can carry the whole thing uh, myself. And Tim and Sarah, I think, are uh, Tim and Sarah, I think, are, are also feeling a little fatigued. Yeah, last night. You're going to stretch those vocal cords and make them snap. That's a horrible image. Um, oh, God, be careful, Rick. Eat some right. more ginger. By the way, that ginger is the grossest thing I've ever eaten. Oh. It really is. It you chew some right next to me. Oh, you know, I know. I just spit it out. Seat. Oh, God. <laughs> but it works. We're chewing on kerosene. Oh. Uh, ladies and gentlemen at the Ministry of Truth, Tim Riley. It's time for the Rick Emerson Show's new news hour, only on AM 970, The Talker. And now, from the Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Riley. Matt Ginger is one of the ancient history uh, mysteries of the Incas. Goes back that far. Is that true? I don't know, but it sounds good. I have to tell you, uh, you know, and in a radio especially, or any place where you use your voice for a living... Everybody has their own home remedy. Everybody has their own whatever they shove onto you. No, no, no. The key is what you need to be doing is drinking lemon drops all day long with a slice of mango. Um, Chew on some Cuban cigars. Right. I mean, everybody's got their thing. And I'll take this right now. Uh, as bad as my voice is, the only thing that is keeping me talking is the ginger. 
Um, so that, that actually, um, I've had um, John from Porn Star Janitor was actually the one who told me about that many years ago. He's like, dude, Ginger, and immediately three other dudes in bands who were there were like, dude, Ginger, that's the only way to go. And ever since then, that is actually what I, uh, and I, I used to have the spray, and then I had the ginger candies. Now I have the full-on ginger root. Uh, There's ginger spray? There is. It's called Singer's Saving Grace. And uh, it's good, but I go to the, uh, I, there's this Asian market. The oh, yeah, I think I've seen it at Whole Foods before. Yeah, that, uh, and so I just have the full ginger root, which is great. Don't get me wrong. Again, it is the only thing that keeps the voice working at all. Sarah, though, didn't really know what it was. I think she thought it was like a carrot or something. And you just put it in your mouth and start chewing on it. It's, uh... No, because I didn't, because I'm just used to the ginger chews. Oh, I'm yeah. not used to, like, you know, This is the real deal. Root. No, and it's, I mean, yeah, it's like chewing on fire. All right, here's Tim Ryan. It is. Or fire ants. So, uh, you may be just joining us. It is the lunch hour. Um, what a great time we had last night. What was that, Tim? He's chewing. I'm sorry. No, I, I, he was I just, chewing toward the end, too. It sounded like you were eating cheesy poofs. I know. Like chewing on a tea bag or something. <laughs> it, um, it really was. I wonder how many people actually took the day off today. I, I don't know. I kinda we wonder should if have an Insta poll and like, have people call who aren't working today. Mm-hmm. Who took the day off? I think that's a good idea. We will, uh, we will do that in short order. Um, but it, I mean, it was just incredible. Walking back to my car last night. First of all, I was afraid because I parked in a very bad neighborhood far away from our venue. I like how, in your opinion, because it's in Southeast Portland, it is a bad neighborhood. Very bad neighborhood. No, I, it looked that way. Did you have to walk from 82nd? It seemed that far. Uh-huh. But anyway, no, there were people dancing in the street. I mean, we're lucky we live in such a city. Yeah. I mean, people don't act so civilized in some places in this country. But we were very lucky last night. It was fun everywhere. I have to tell you. Indoors, outdoors. I, you know, we were there at, at Grand Central. We were, we got there around 6.30. We went on the air at 7. We were there until broadcasting anyway until 10. Mm. Uh, then I left around 11 o'clock. But I had no idea there was a party going on in the street. Until Susan Reynolds actually said, "You know, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get out of here." Um, we'll talk about her. her I, she I can't a, wait to get home because my dog's been sprayed by a. Skunk. I was going to say her. Oh yeah. Her, <laughs> I was just like, Nacho got sprayed by a skunk. the end of a perfect evening. <laughs> Susan got this call from her kids. The dog got sprayed by a skunk. They had already used every can of tomato juice and every bottle of Febreze in the house. Poor dog was being covered with Febreze and soup. Um. And the house and the dog now still smell. Susan bought 24 bottles of Febreze last night. The house still smells like a skunk. The dog still smells like a skunk. So that was exactly that was after this unbelievable but very draining event that Susan helped to spearhead. That was what was waiting for and her. She had a lot to do. She had a lot to do. She was coordinating the video. Every time that the venue television switched over, Tim, to a shot of you or us talking, every time we had to go on you know, on stage downstairs and talk, Susan was coordinating all of that um, with the guys from Grand Central. And so at the end of it all, she still had to go home to a dog that had been sprayed by a skunk. Um, but she couldn't get out. She said, I don't think I can get out. I think there's a marching band blocking my car. Yeah. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, there's a marching band and about 500 people dancing in the street. And it, it, God damn it, she was right. There was just, a marching band and 500 people dancing in the street. It was just incredible. I mean, we're so lucky we live in a city like this. We really are. It, we really are. So there's still some things going on. It is the toughest, most expensive race in the state. Gordon Smith has a slight lead over Jeff Merkley with about 1.1 million votes counted. So this still isn't over. Some small towns still have not How expensive was this? Well, zillions of dollars. Uh, the Democratic Senatorial Campaign Committee spent more than $10 million boosting Berkeley, about twice as much as the GOP spent helping Smith. So these stakes are high. 
So we still don't have the final numbers on what, it. And I'm sorry, I must admit, what percentage of the vote is in, do we know? Uh, let's see, I think it's 80-something. It, it's awful close. And I mean, it's within it's within just a few thousand, did you say? Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, that I don't think, I mean, I guess they thought it would be close, but I, I think they also thought it would be done last night. So the idea that we still, that we still have a senator is, uh, is pretty hilarious. Um, I mean, just... Even with all of the, you know, I mean, not to sound like that guy, but even with all this science and technology. Is, with 70% of the vote in, 704 precincts out of 1,000. I mean, how long, but I mean, how long can it take to count votes, especially in tiny towns like this? I mean, that's, obviously there is something holding it up. Well, these ladies are tired. I guess. They're sitting there knitting, counting these ballots as they're going along. So are those, but those, uh, the, the ballots here in Oregon are counted by a machine, are they Maybe not? it's an old-time machine with a crank uh, on the side of it. Maybe somebody like broke the handle. Like a mimeograph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're having to have there's there's a mule out back that's somehow like pulling the the lever to turn the crank to run the gears to fire up the counting machine. The mule is pulling them down a dirt road. That is fantastic. Uh, uh, Portland area voters have approved two key measures. One is for animals at the Oregon Zoo, and the other to pay for expansions of economic space at PCC in five counties. You have approved $125 million in the bond that the Oregon Zoo will use to update animal exhibits and modernize the animal care. Then uh, the bomb will also help with conservation efforts. The zoo will create a system of harvest rain runoff. They also plan to replace a 1950s sewer. In addition, the zoo will be reusing water. Now, for the PCC measure, about $374 million in a bond will go toward improvements at PCC. They're excited, they say. More people will be able to go to college. Some of these other things, four out of five uh, Bill Sizemore things went down the tubes. Uh, measure 58 fails. It would have prohibited teaching non-English-speaking public school students in a language other than English for more than two years. That measure 60 fails. Would have tied teachers' pay to their classroom performance? That's ridiculous. Kids are stupid. It's not the teacher's fault. Uh, Proposition 61 fails. It would have set mandatory minimum prison sentences for theft, identity theft, forgery, drug, and burglary crimes. It was disregarded because it received fewer votes than measure 57. And let's see here. Oregon Zoo Secretary of State is Kate Brown. Ben Westland was elected state treasurer. Oregon Zoo Secretary of State? New Secretary oh, of State. okay. I'm sorry. I'm merging oh. the two stories in my head. <laughs> no, the new Secretary of State. Uh, in Washington State, Christine Gregoire looks like she's uh, won over Dino Rossi. He's expected to concede any time now, but he's not stubborn, so he'll take his time. And the Wu guy won again, David Wu. We talked about that last night. So those are all the, uh, most of the things up to the minute as far as the local elections go. Uh, we've got to just, just a um, just a couple of uh, uh, emails to read here, and then we'll get to some more phone calls. We'll do an Insta poll later on to see if you're calling in sick. I wanted to read this email in its entirety. This is from uh, Autumn. She says, McCain's concession speech was beautiful. I loved how we, <clears throat> pardon me. I loved how he was talking about the country coming together to be great again. He gave so many props to Obama. The bar I was at was cheering all the way through McCain's speech. Everyone was overjoyed that he was reaching out to his supporters to get behind Obama for the greater good of America for progress. It was really touching. I cried all night, and tears are still welling up in my eyes as I think about the election of Barack Obama. I have never felt more hopeful for the future. Um, and then this one. This is very much something that our audience would say. Rick, last night's celebration reminded me in some ways of the final scene in Return of the Jedi. Worldwide celebration relief after a long, difficult struggle. My experience today also reinforces people's feelings about both McCain's concession speech and Obama's fantastic acceptance speech. Both hit exactly the right notes. Uh, best election ever, says Peg. Okay, really right now? 
<clears throat> is before anybody else does this, I'm calling it somebody needs to take that shot from the end of Jedi. Um, somebody, somebody needs to do this. I'm sorry. Somebody needs to do the shot at the end. You know, the holograph, uh, or, you know, whatever it is, where the, you know they're appearing in the in the blue. Uh, they're appearing in the the blue uh, outline of the Force, where it's Anakin and Obi Wan and Yoda, and they're standing there by the fire or whatever, and they're you know they're obviously appearing via the magic of midichlorians or something. Somebody needs to do that, but within, but I think with maybe political or social leaders of the past. I'm telling you right now, that'd be fantastic. I'm just saying my perspective. So and somebody, uh, somebody with more Photoshop talent than myself needs to get to work on that. All right, here's Tim Riley. With thousands of ballots still to be counted, Oregon voter turnout stands at 84%, just 2.5% shy of the record and may surpass it. Oh, by the way, I've got, uh, I haven't seen this, but uh, it says CNN just played some comments from an interview with Sarah Palin about the oh, loss. I have some. Really? I have some. Yeah, let's go right to that Ladies. because I have it right here. Is this our last ever Palin watched him? I suppose it could be, yes. Never, we never played the entries for the Sarah Palin thing. We need to play those. I did play them. I thought there were a few more that you we know. I, I I don't know if my spam folder was malfunctioning or something. Yeah. But the, for that political remix thing, I got like I think I got two, and I think the rest might have been eaten by my spam. Can it's we play the, the Scotty J one one more time? Yes, let me play that one right here. Hold Just on one last time. Oh, goodbye, Sarah Palin. Well, I hate you so much. For now, anyway. <laughs> Um, I guess they don't don't put a, don't put away that Palin hate just now. All no. the clothes have to be boxed and sent back to the appropriate stores. You know what? She didn't say she's not going to run in 2012. Oh, I don't care. I'm I'm free for four years. That's just that's fine by me. Those no. those dresses will be out of style by then. Well, I'm going to think about that. Oh well, yeah. Well, especially because uh, you know Ted Stevens. Well, she's not going to be looking that good in four years too. Come on, the hand of time I think will not be kind to her. They even have Botox up there though. They can't be much usage of it. <laughs> I love the show. Um. You know, but you see the Ted Stevens in Alaska, even after being hit with like 55,000 corruption charges, still won. What about John Murther, who called all his supporters rednecks and bigots? He yeah. won again. This country is a, this country is really just in a, in a class by itself, for good, for bad, and for weird. All right, ladies and gentlemen, what is more than likely your final Palin watch for some time? She's a woman, and I'm a woman, and I'm a hockey mom from Alaska. I have five children. She has five. Sisters doing it for themselves, Sarah. I barely knew her. From Alaska. From Alaska. There was that time in period where it looked like she could do no wrong. From Alaska. From Alaska. I barely knew her. Sisters doing it for themselves, Sarah. She's a woman, and I'm a woman, and I'm a hockey mom. I have five children. I barely knew her. It's just ridiculous. She's going to end up in the ash can of history with Joe the Plumber. I be- Boy, you know. Oh, we never they'll, see that douchebag again. They'll reel them out both at the same time. Seriously. Maybe they'll have an illicit affair with Joe the Plumber. Does anybody know where he was last night? Anybody know where Joe the Plumber was? Because you no. know they must have had They had him, him waiting in the wings in case they won. That's the thing. They yeah. must have had him boxed up somewhere in case McCain won that. Then they sent him to a Motel 6, saying that's the best they could do. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, he really is the Cato Kalen of election 08, I think. That is the best assessment I have ever heard. That is, that's spot on. Hey, don't, hey, look, Joe, if you want a weekend show, I'll give you one. No questions asked. Here's the last two weeks. That's what we have to do. We have to get Joe the Plumber on the show. Hey. That'd be great. Richie, get on it. Alaska Governor Sarah Palin is not making any decision yet on whether or not she'll run for national office in four years. Speaking as she left Phoenix, the vice presidential nominee said the year 2012 sounds too far off to make up her mind, coming off of last night's loss to Barack Obama. Nope, my putt's not up. We'll try it again. To Barack Obama. I cannot even imagine um, running for national office in 2012. And I say that, though, of course, coming on the heels of, of an outcome that uh, I, I certainly did not anticipate and, and had not hoped for. 
Uh-huh. It's time to get behind President-elect Barack Obama. This being a chapter now that is closed in realizing that it is a time to unite and all Americans need to get together and um, uh, help with this new administration being ushered in. Palin says uh, she does not believe her being on the ticket with John McCain cost him the election. I don't think anybody should give Sarah Palin that much credit that, that I would trump an really? economic um, woeful time in this nation that occurred about two months ago that my presence on the ticket would trump the economic crisis. I can tell you that I have two very staunch Republican friends who have never voted Democrat in their life, and Sarah Palin is the reason why both of them voted Democrat. I think she was a deal breaker. She is the reason. You are the reason, Sarah Palin, who talks about herself in the third person. You're annoying. Well, that's how, that, that's, that's, that's how you know, by the way, she knows, because she started shifting so into defensive. third person. When you shift into third person like that, no, that, I think that is, I think that is, um, you know, we, we sort of do that kookily sometimes, but I think when you, when you start shifting into the third person about yourself in a serious mode... You are getting what a psychologist call some emotional distance from the fact that you have, uh, you know, that you've uh, that, that something bad is happening. Um, I, I mean, I can't say across the board that it's the case, but I think we all have heard stories, and I think we all probably anecdotally know people who might have voted for John McCain had Sarah Palin. I mean, look, I, you know, I will give it. I will say this: she could become a lot smarter in four years. <laughs> no, I will not say that. That's you saying that. Well, I think the only chance. thing she'll be coming in four years is sag year and probably have another baby. Wow. I can see there's just a lot of bottled up something. I am them. so She could happy. take classes at Anchorage Community College. <laughs> <laughs> she can reach for the stars. Maybe she can become a cosmetologist. Um, anyway, um, I, I will say this. I was not going to say she can become smarter because Tim is my... One of the rare gems of wisdom from my dad is it. Ain't, ain't no cure and stupid. So um, that's not going to happen. I will say this. She was... It was an interesting gamble. It really was. And if you read that uh, that the massive article in the New York Times magazine called The Making and Remaking of John McCain. I finally read it. Ten pages long, and I mean ten densely written New York Times pages. They, you know, basically it came down to McCain and two of his advisors, but then ultimately with John McCain's decision. And John McCain, for better or worse, and I think in this case it hurt him, was known, he has been known and is known to take big pardon me to take big gambles he rolls the dice sometimes and you like you know here's another thing like that thing of him suspending the campaign to go work on the budget didn't work out for him i think that hurt him but it was a big bold gamble and there's something to be said for that that nothing ventured you know that who dares wins and you know sometimes you fly sometimes your wings melt and you crash into the atlantic who knows um the sarah palin thing at least on john mccain's behalf was an interesting big bold strategic gamble and it did i think in the end do him in uh, to a large degree but they they thought she was the same thing as hillary right and she's a woman isn't she i suppose that you know and i I can at least thank him for making it interesting by not going with a safe choice um you know so i think if he there if there are other folks that had they been selected by john mccain would have made it a you know a much 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 closer race so and one more soundbite yeah Sarah Palin offers an apology to McCain and the Republicans. If I cost John McCain even one vote, I am sorry about that because John McCain, I believe, is the American hero. I I had believed that it was his time. If she cost him even one vote. Just one. Just one. Maybe. (laughs) But only that one vote. Oh, God. Um... All right, just a couple Sarah Palin thoughts uh, on the last. First of all, do you think SNL is going to do anything this weekend? Yes. What do you think? I mean... Are, are they going to do, like, a, at home with the Palins or something? Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I two two things. One, I wonder what SNL is going to do this weekend because Tina Fey said that if Palin won, she wouldn't play her anymore. And I think she said she's kind of wants to be done playing her anyway. But you got to figure SNL is going to do something this weekend to finally kind of put the uh, put the final boot in, you know, to put a period on the end of this sentence. So I'll be watching that, and then I can go back to ignoring SNL. Uh, it is also it is also worth wondering, you know, uh, now that Obama and and Biden have been elected. There was so much talk in this election cycle, most notably by John Stewart, who kind of ruminated on this at some length. That and Tim, you and I actually talked about this last night with Lisa Desjardins and Kira Phillips, about which we will discuss more in a moment. Because they like to speak with us. That's true. At their every advantage. Uh, we're their favorite people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we were talking to Lisa last night on CNN Radio across America about this and around the world via satellite. That there just isn't anything really funny about the Obama-Biden ticket. I mean, Biden says stuff occasionally that's kind of dumb. You know, like he says the thing about FDR, talking to us on television, and he's a plagiarist. But um, but there really just there's not a lot of comedic potential, or hasn't been, with the Obama-Biden ticket. And there's just so much more. And this is what I always told people who thought that we were just being partisan, or people who thought that I was picking on Sarah Palin because I'm some Democrat, which I'm not. Just, you know what, uh, some some hot kind of dense governor who hunts moose, you know, uh, is, and, you know and used to be uh, a beauty pageant contestant, that's just funny. I mean, there's just no getting around it. And there really hasn't been anything funny um, about the, the Obama-Biden ticket. It will be interesting to see, now that he is president, if comedians, if the Daily Show folks like that are finally going to find some sort of traction, some sort of comedic hook into into Barack Obama to be able to make fun of him a little bit. I'll be curious to see how that how that how that unfolds. There's still plenty of cabinet nominees to go. That is true. Uh I guess he's already talking to Rahm Emanuel about being a chief of staff, so some there. All right, here's Tim Riley. That is it for the Palin watch. Excellent. Uh well let me close it out. The other one. Here, um right, I will uh, close this out with our final Palin watch here on the Rick Emerson radio program. John McCain has already tapped me and said that's where I want you. With a fan, it was John McCain who pushed so hard. No, I used to be a bad girl. I got busy in the bathroom at my high school prom. The chant is drill, baby, drill. Along. <laughs> that hockey mom thing never got old. I uh, here, you know what? You want to hear two things in this election uh, that never, ever, ever got old to me. That I could just, that I could have just played until the end of time. Even more than two. There's uh, well, these two are the ones that come to mind. This one. I'm a hockey mom from Alaska. And are again, by the way. Uh, and this one. She is a typical white person. You know, the good news is I get to use that one for a long time. I, there's at least four years where I get to use that one. Um, all right. Uh, let's, uh, what have we got? Uh, we'll do some calls here in a second. More from Tim. We'll break. We'll come back. Um, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, Rick. It's Chris. How are you? Hey, what do you got? Is this Chris Sneathan? It is. Hello, Chris Sneathan from OnTheVig.com. Hello. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? Uh, I gave you uh, some props last night for this, and uh, I'll, I'll tell the story real briefly again. Uh, I believe it was uh, when Obama was the keynote speaker at the Democratic National Convention. Am I right? Um that you, I believe, it was either an email or a text, you sent me um, an electronic message of some kind, 
and it said something to the effect of, I have just seen, I have seen the future of the American presidency, and its name is Barack Obama. Well, no, this was uh, a year ago. <clears throat> in September of last year, he was at the Oregon Convention Center, and uh, in front of about 2,500 people or so. And, uh, I mean, this was before Iowa. This was before everything. And that, that was the text that I sent you. I said, I've just seen the next president of the United States. So. And then last night at around uh, 8.05, I got a text message from you, and it just said, this is all it said. This is why you're great. It said, I told you so, which, which, which you did. So, congratulations, my friend, on uh, on being uh, on, on your press to digital natures. Nature. Well, thank you. That's actually not why I'm calling today. I, I wanted to uh, supplement your Palin watch real quick with a story out of Newsweek.com this morning, um, where so th- this is the scene. She's just been um, asked to be vice president. The aides are coming in to introduce themselves and to get her prepped and everything. She comes tracing out of the bathroom wearing only a towel and a towel around her hair. <laughs> That's fantastic. Past everyone, past the room and into the bedroom, tells everyone, you know, hey, I'll be with you in just a second. Uh, talk to Todd. And then, you know, just in a, you know, in a, in a towel. And uh, the, Classy. I mean. Classy. <laughs> really just, that really sums up two things. One why uh, she was considered, I think, at some point to not be like a brain trust, and two, why, God help me, I just continually uh, remain fixated upon her. You know, just yeah. the, the image of the aides arriving, the McCain aides arriving to talk to Sarah Palin on that momentous day she was chosen, and that she comes out of the bathroom wearing only a towel. I mean, really, I, God help me, it's just... Yeah, uh, that's awesome. I mean, it really is, so... All right, well, it's, a, it's a beautiful day, Rick. It really is, and uh, congratulations on being right. Thank you, sir. All right, there you go. Chris, All right, you read his musings and writings at onthevig.com. All right. MSNBC has just reported Illinois Representative Ron Emanuel has accepted an offer from Barack Obama to serve as White House Chief of Staff. So he'll be the first election for the new administration. I'm gonna say, he was, also served as a policy and party advisor to Bill Clinton. I was just going to say, Ron Emanuel, who does have a righteous name, by the way, Rahm Emanuel uh, served, as you said, too, as an advisor to Bill Clinton. And even then, people look, I mean, even though it was, what, it was 15 years ago now, people looked at Rahm Emanuel. They're like, this guy is going places. He is a player. Good for him. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back after this. It is the Rick Emerson Show on the Wednesday after Election Day. It's 503 733 2970. 